Hello, and welcome to Knoll, the go-to place where we condense books, ideas, and advice into bite-sized morsels for your brain to feast on. I'm your host, eager to guide you through the transformative insights of our featured book today, What Got You Here Won't Get You There by Marshall Goldsmith. If you've ever found yourself standing at the summit of Success Mountain, looking up at another, even higher peak of your goals, this is the episode for you. We're not just talking about achieving success. We're zeroing in on how the very behaviors and practices that have propelled you to where you are may actually be the hurdles that keep you from climbing higher. So get comfortable, grab your notebook, and let's explore together how to unlearn the habits that hinder us from achieving the next level of success. Join me as we delve into Goldsmith's acclaimed strategies and challenge the thinking that says what worked yesterday is the best path for tomorrow. This is the essence of what got you here won't get you there, and I'm thrilled to have you embark on this journey with me today. Let's get started. So let's dig into the nitty-gritty of What Got You Here Won't Get You There. It's a book that's particularly relevant for high achievers and those aiming for the peak of their professional mountain. Written by the acclaimed executive coach Marshall Goldsmith, it serves as a wake-up call for successful individuals who might be puzzled about what has slowed down or halted their upward trajectory. The essence of Goldsmith's argument is that the very behaviors and habits that have carved out our paths to current successes are not necessarily the ones that will propel us further. It sounds counterintuitive, right? But as any seasoned mountaineer will tell you, the tools and techniques that work at base camp might not be suitable for the summit push. You see, this book doesn't just speak to a general audience. It directs its powerful message towards leaders, managers, and anyone with a hand on the wheel of business or entrepreneurship. It's for individuals who've hit a plateau in their career ascent, and are looking for that next burst of oxygen to continue the climb. Goldsmith takes this intriguing premise and goes on to explore why we stick to our guns, even when they're firing blanks. It's about understanding that those same habits that were once rewarded and reinforced are now the very barriers standing between us and our next level. Now, don't be misled into thinking that this is a book about fixing what's broken. Quite the contrary. It acknowledges your achievements and your prowess. But it also challenges you to a duel of personal growth, throwing down the gauntlet to ask, are you willing to reassess and refine your approach to climb even higher? And in What Got You Here Won't Get You There, Goldsmith is essentially providing a roadmap for continuous personal improvement. It's an invitation to seasoned veterans and high flyers to pause on their ladders to success, to look down and reflect if the rungs they're standing on are sturdy enough for the great heights they aspire to reach. With each page, Goldsmith becomes that trusted mentor who doesn't just cheer from the sidelines, but steps into the ring with you, guiding, shaping, and sometimes nudging you towards an even more exceptional version of yourself. And that, my keen listeners, is just scratching the surface of this profound and vital read for anyone who believes that their journey to the top is far from over. Let's talk about what Marshall Goldsmith calls the success delusion. It's quite fascinating, honestly. Successful people often sail on this high of their past victories, believing that the very traits that got them to where they are will be the ones to propel them even further. But it's not always the case, as Goldsmith points out. Here's the crux of it. Thinking we know everything because we've made it can turn into a roadblock. Goldsmith suggests this happens because we tend to equate our success directly with our behaviors, creating a skewed perception of what truly works. It's this cycle of reinforcement. 
I behave this way, I achieve success. So my behavior must be correct. But what if I told you that sometimes it's the despite, not the because? That's right, you might have succeeded despite some habits, not because of them. And you'll see this a lot in the business world. Leaders who think their aggressive approach is their winning ticket. But as they climb higher, the rules change. Emphasis shifts from individual performance to team synergy. And suddenly that aggressiveness, not such a great ticket now. You see where I'm going with this? And it's not just in business, but in any area of life where you want to advance. Goldsmith is pretty clear on one thing. The higher you go, the more your problems are behavioral. You might have heard the saying, what got you here won't get you there. It's the name of the book after all, and it sums up the whole idea. The truth is that sometimes success comes with blind spots. We end up overlooking the very behaviors that might be our downfall as we climb further up the ladder. Think of it as trying to drive into the future using only your rear view mirror. You need a broader, more forward-focused vision. It's a bit of a pill to swallow, I know. But being aware of our delusions is the first step in challenging them and eventually changing them. Your take-home from this part of the book should be a moment of self-reflection. Ask yourself, which of my behaviors am I just assuming are beneficial? Could they actually be hindering my next success? Stay tuned, because further in this episode, we'll explore just how you can pinpoint those behaviors and turn the ship around. But for now, just let that simmer the success delusion. Is it holding you back? All right, buckle up as we delve into the core of Marshall Goldsmith's brilliant insights, the 20 habits. These are behaviors most of us unconsciously commit that, quite frankly speaking, put speed bumps on our road to further success. These habits don't discriminate. Whether you're the CEO of a Fortune 500 company or just got your first managerial role at a startup, they're equally pesky. First on the hit list is winning too much. Who doesn't love a win, right? But do we really need to turn every situation into a competition? Clearly, Goldsmith thinks that's a no-go. Then we have adding too much value. Have you ever been in a meeting and just felt the urge to add your two cents, even when it was already great to begin with? Yep, you could be stifling the brilliant ideas of others without even realizing it. Now let's talk about passing judgment. If we're all being honest, it's easy to slip into this one. Offering our opinion on everything can be seen as a bit of an overstep, and it turns out it's not exactly the stairway to relationship-building heaven. Another classic mistake is making destructive comments, you know, the kind that deflate rather than inflate the spirits of those around us. This habit is closely related to starting with no, but, or however, which Goldsmith tells us immediately puts people on the defensive. Instead, we should be fostering an environment of agreement and positivity. Moaning about that's not their job is a particular gem, isn't it? Have you ever caught yourself doing that? Well, it might be time to rethink that stance because it could be throwing a wet towel over your leadership flames. And of course, we can't ignore avoiding direct communication, which is just another way of saying we might be hiding behind emails or messengers because, let's face it, genuine confrontation can be scary. We've surely all witnessed someone failing to give proper recognition. The eye rolls around the room are usually a dead giveaway, but less apparent might be claiming credit we don't deserve. You might feel a little bigger in the short term, but it's a giant leap backward in trusting relationships. When we're making excuses or clinging to the past, we might as well be driving our career car while only looking in the rearview mirror. Not exactly the best way to move forward, is it? And then there's the habit of playing favorites, which no prizes for guessing can really destabilize team harmony. Don't punish the messenger seems like an obvious one, yet here we are, still shooting the poor guy. And those moments when we pass the buck, 
not our finest instances of taking accountability. Now, an excessive need to be me is an interesting one. It's like wearing your personality on steroids, not exactly appealing. And while we're on the topic of excess, let's not forget refusing to express regret, letting our ego steer the wheel rather than taking the route paved with empathy. Coupled with that is not listening, the silent killer of good communication. And did you know failing to express gratitude is just as lethal in our interpersonal transactions? Then, almost at the finish line, we jostle with punishing the messenger, a no-win game of blame with zero benefits. Lastly, an excessive need to be me, where our own identity and the need to validate it can overshadow the larger goals of the team and organization. Each of these 20 habits can quietly chip away at our credibility and effectiveness as leaders. It's not just about reaching the top. It's about staying there and helping others get there too. So as we take in these 20 habits that Marshall Goldsmith has laid out for us, it's worth considering, am I guilty of any of these? And more importantly, am I willing to change? So let's dive into one of the most human aspects of Goldsmith's teachings, the importance of feedback in personal growth and the undeniable power of a genuine apology. It's one thing to climb the ladder of success, but it's another to make sure that ladder is leaning against the right wall. Feedback is the compass that keeps us oriented towards true growth, not just advancement. You see, Goldsmith is very clear on this. Without feedback, we're walking blind. We can easily become trapped in our little bubble, assuming our actions are always aligned with our intentions. But ho, my friends, sometimes our aim can be way off. And that's where feedback comes into play. It's like having someone tell us when we've got spinach in our teeth. It's uncomfortable to hear, but essential if we want to avoid walking around with a less than perfect smile. Now, here's where it gets tricky. We've got to be open to feedback, and that takes humility, which is not everyone's first nature, especially when you've already tasted success. Think of it as taking your ego out for a nice long walk and then letting it off the leash. It's not about discarding what you know. It's about being open to what you don't. And when feedback suggests you've stepped on toes or taken the wrong approach, it's time to harness the power of apology. Apology, oh, it's more than just a social nicety. It's the super glue of relationships. It's how we mend fences we might not even realize we've broken. A heartfelt, I'm sorry, goes a long way. And Goldsmith doesn't just advise us to apologize. He tells us to do it like we mean it. Because a shallow apology is about as useful as a chocolate teapot. It's not about admitting defeat but showing you value the relationship more than your pride. It takes courage, it takes strength, and above all, it requires humility. The beauty of an apology is that it not only clears the air, but shows respect and empathy, qualities that speak louder about leadership than any success or title ever could. In short, feedback keeps us on track, while apologies ensure our connections stay strong. They're the unsung heroes of personal growth, and Goldsmith couldn't urge us more to use these tools wisely. But don't just take my word for it. Lean into the discomfort because that's where the real growth happens. Now let's turn the page and explore how we can not just give an apology, but live it in our everyday actions. All right, now let's roll up our sleeves and dig into the meat of Marshall Goldsmith's wisdom on making real lasting change. So you've recognized the bad habits holding you back, but knowing is only half the battle. The next step is action, changing for the better. Goldsmith doesn't just leave us identifying what's going wrong. He gives us a toolbox for transformation. The first tool is feedback. Yes, the honest, sometimes hard to swallow input from those around you. 
Goldsmith recommends actively soliciting feedback from colleagues and friends to get a clear picture of where you need to improve. It's about creating a dialogue rather than a monologue. Ask questions like, how can I do better? And truly listen, because without feedback, change is like shooting arrows in the dark. Now, once you've gathered this feedback, it's tempting to try overhauling everything at once. But here's where Goldsmith's advice shines. Focus on one behavior at a time. Trying to fix everything simultaneously is like juggling too many balls. You're bound to drop them all. Pick one habit that can make a significant impact and channel your efforts there. Once you've chosen your target habit, it's time to apologize. Yes, you heard that right. Apologize to those affected by this behavior. A genuine acknowledgement that you're not perfect and are working to be better. This doesn't mean a blanket sorry for everything. Be specific about what you're sorry for. It shows you're committed to change and it mends fences. Now for the secret sauce of lasting change. Follow-up. Goldsmith emphasizes regular follow-ups with those who provided feedback. Did I improve? Am I still doing that thing you mentioned? This holds you accountable and keeps the feedback loop alive. It's not a one-time check-in. Make it a habit. Another incredible tool is what Goldsmith calls feed forward. Instead of just looking back, ask for suggestions on what future behaviors to adopt. It's forward-thinking and constructive, channeling positive energy towards new patterns rather than dwelling on past faults. But change isn't just interpersonal, it's also about self-management. Goldsmith introduces techniques like daily self-questioning to keep you on track. Every evening, ask yourself questions that assess your commitment to change. Did you do your best to be more patient in meetings? Did you listen more than speak? These daily reflections convert intention into practical action. Lastly, structure ensures your changes stick. Goldsmith advocates for building change into your existing routines. If your goal is to listen more actively, structure your meetings with specific times to just listen. It's about creating an environment where your new habits can thrive. And remember, changing behavior isn't an overnight process. It's a journey. And these tools from Goldsmith are like your compass, guiding you as you navigate the complex terrain of personal improvement. Stick with it. The transformation in your relationships and career success is well worth it, because what got you here indeed won't get you there. All right, folks, we've navigated through the insightful pages of Marshall Goldsmith's What Got You Here Won't Get You There, dissecting the crux of what stands between the current success of high achievers and their future accolades. It's been a journey shining a light on the behaviors that, while once helpful, may no longer serve us as we climb higher on the ladder of success. We kicked off with the fundamental thesis, the very habits that are the bedrock of our achievements to this date might just be our Achilles heel if unexamined when seeking new horizons. We picked apart the success delusion and delved into those 20 pesky habits that sneakily sabotage even the most accomplished among us. From learning to sidestep the pitfalls of winning too much to the revelation in a genuine apology, the book is a beacon for those willing to reflect and refine their path to personal and professional evolution. Feedback isn't just about listening, it's about acting, and growth is an active pursuit. I hope our exploration today inspires you to look in the proverbial mirror, to be candid with yourself about your own self-limiting behaviors, and to commit to the changes that will propel you, not just to where you want to go, but beyond. Let's not just rest on our laurels, dear listeners. Let the insights from today's episode be your springboard to leap into a better version of you, 
armed with the grace to accept feedback and the courage to change for the better. Until next time, keep turning the pages and keep seeking those snippets of knowledge that move us all forward, piece by insightful piece. And that's a wrap on our deep dive into Marshall Goldsmith's insightful book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. I hope you've enjoyed untangling the rich ideas and strategies that can propel us from success to even greater heights. Thank you so much for lending your ears to snippets of knowledge. Your curiosity is what keeps this show thriving. If you've had any aha moments or thoughts to share, I'd love to hear them. So drop us a line, a comment, or send in your reflections. Who knows, your insight might just spark our next big discussion. Until then, keep turning the pages, questioning habits, and seeking out those golden snippets of knowledge. Until next time, keep learning and growing, and I'll catch you on the flip side.